Some things never change, huh? Rachel munching. It's only half seven in the morning. What a better way to no, start. No, but I'm hungry. Podcast, just Rachel huh? munching away. And- yeah. Do you never wake up and just, you ever wake up and you're just starving? <laughs> that is well, me actually, this morning. So no. if you hear me munching away, apologies in advance. Because I know some people absolutely hate the sound of munching. So I actually won't eat while I'm talking. You just gonna starve in the morning. So people don't really do that in the morning. Just get up and record a podcast for anything else. But you know that's what you get for a band on the other side of the world. No time difference. Shocking. Yeah, it gets you. It gets you. But we're almost at the Christmas. As, as, as Yay! People, you know, I was like, <laughs> the three of us seem so energetic right now. But after the intro music, we're gonna try and pick up the energy a little bit more for all different reasons we're not really feeling 100 but you are going to feel 100 oh. right after what but we started i was going to start off that way yes yeah. so oh. you want to restart it all right so <laughs> okay no <laughs> i didn't know it's Okay, so today we've switched it up a little bit. Uh, we put out a couple of different Instagram, uh, Instagram stories there on Friday, I think it was, um, asking you guys to send in a couple of questions. So we have a couple of um, serious running-related questions and a couple of not-so-serious running-related questions, uh, uh, including one on a particular anatomy body part of uh, one Eric Lawless that we will get to in a little oh. bit. <laughs> you didn't check Instagram, man. But this one took me by surprise, so uh, I, I will be asking that a little bit. But the first one, just get the Instagram up here now. Uh, the questions you think I'd have prepared out in front of me. Um, one of them was on running related um, carbon shoes. I'm trying to get the exact wording on it now. Do 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 do. do. Uh, archive questions. You're kind of killing the show here, Sean. Sorry, one quick second. I, t- I thought I had it up, but it phone, new phone. I'll explain that later, too. Um, new phone, who this? New phone, who this? Yes, carbon-related. It just says, very short, actually, carbon-related shoes for Christmas present. Um, we've talked about the carbon, I assume it's carbon-plated shoes, they meant to say. We've talked about this before on the podcast in terms of, you know, the whether you should have carbon-plated shoes or, or not. But since then... I haven't actually used carbon-plated shoes, so I'm out on this. Although I will say, if you're buying someone else running shoes, I think you should know what kind of running shoes they they, they, they wear and they're used to. Otherwise, they, they could have different types and different types of running and all the rest and running gates we've talked about before. So I'm actually a little bit clueless on this one. Eric, I know you were, but Rachel, you're not so clueless on this one. No, but... First of all, I do think unless you're a partner being sent to buy someone specific running shoes, stay away from buying it for them. Because, you know, shoes vary with size, with, you know, widths and everything. So I think unless you've actually been asked to go get someone a pair of shoes or you like run with them every day or you are clued in as to what they wear, I think not a great present idea because it needs to fit your foot perfect and even the new models and everything mightn't but let's talk about new models carbon plated shoes so i have had two pairs the second pair i got and wore for the first time in a race yesterday (laughs) i believe that's a no-no in racing have you ever been told not to wear new shoes straight away in a race yeah guilty um so i had the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's true they, they say you shouldn't 
um, you always advise people when you're in running stores to break them in slowly. Okay. Um, I definitely am guilty of the complete opposite. Classic, you know, in one ear, out the other. But yeah, the carbon plated shoes I've had, um, the Hoka Carbon X's, so the first model of them, I had them a few years ago. And I currently have, oh my God, I don't even know the name of them. Let me see if the shoe is in front of me. I have a pair of New Balance. New Balance Fuel Cell. I'm actually not sure if that is the name of them or not. But yeah, they're yeah, New Balance they're new fuel cells. cells. All right, what do they say? The, I've heard the of them. Fuel yeah, cell. fuel cell. I think it's RC, RC Elite. Elite. And I mean, I know people on Instagram won't be able, or sorry, on the podcast won't be able to see them, but like how Ooh, stunning are nice. they? And Very they nice. are just fabulous. I will get on to my brand new pair of cycling shoes that I wore for the second time in yesterday's race. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I have the two pairs of carbon plated shoes. And I suppose when I got the Hoka, I wasn't really training at all. Like I wasn't doing much competition. I was more just training. So I use them for a bit of speed work. And again, I wasn't doing much speed work. So I do really feel unless you are competing, it's not worth the money. It really isn't worth the money. And if you are competing, did you feel Well, if you are competing, like I know what, when we chatted two weeks ago, I had just gone out and done a triathlon and I came home in like maybe 3.58 per kilometer for 5K. Right. I reckon I've done less training in the last two weeks and I averaged 350 for the 5K yesterday, 350 per kilometer. So Jeez. if you had asked me before so the race, yeah, it's sorry, Eric, different. It's, it's, take, it's taken that 10% off or, you know, it's giving you that, isn't that what they say, that it's giving them the extra 5 to 10% extra what? edge on the upper what end of the scale. Yeah, like the study says. I don't know. 4%, I just wouldn't. You feel like we are running right to like. Oh, like I felt extremely bouncy, and you know, I my style probably looked better than it had looked in a long time. No shuffle. Like I actually had my high knee lift, and like I, I just would not have pinned myself as being in three fifty per kilometer shape before yesterday's race. Right. And then when I finished, and again, I did the whole, I'm not looking at my pace here. I, my last kilometer was like at 332 or something. Oh, like, holy shit. Like, I can't like, what? That. you know, like I just, and again, this is my personal opinion of the shoes. Yeah. There is nothing scientific here or anything. Don't go quoting me, but God, I love them. Like I really did feel like from the off, I had a spring in my step. And that's what they're meant to do. Give you that little extra bounce or be a bit more responsive when you land, you know, get you off the ground quicker. Sean, you'd know all about your fast twitch muscles, things like that. I think the shoes are maybe designed to aid in that area a bit. And you felt that difference. And it didn't really negate, like if you're training, you're not going to train these all the time because of just price and you don't need to. But if 
when your running gait changes then on on race day, or if it did change, you're saying like higher knee and stuff like that. Um, there's not a because you, you're training because you're running differently than once you're training. You're actually training them. You feel like there's no you're not losing any benefit in that. No, I don't think so. And again, like the cost of them is the reason that I'm not going to run in them every day. You know, they are expensive. So that's what I'm saying. Like the first time I had them, I ended up selling them on because I just wasn't getting the benefit from them. It was just pointless having them because I wasn't doing much speed work. I wasn't competing. But this pair, I was like, right, I am back competing. I am back running a bit quicker than I had been. I'm going to get them. So, you know, I think they made a difference to me yesterday. So obviously you have experience and do a lot of, we've, we've talked about your story before in terms of you're a very fast 5k runner, much faster than myself and Eric, you do triathlons, you've done a lot of events and racing and all the rest. Someone listening to this podcast who is geared maybe for their first marathon next year, their first couple of races. Is there any point in them getting carbon or uh, plated runners? Like, will they, will they have that? Will they notice the difference themselves in that, that more of a bounce stuff like that? Would you recommend it for those people? Even if they really want to get the run and want to get all the gear and all the rest, would you recommend it at this stage or to train for a couple of years before doing it? Or is there any point in training for a couple of years when you could just get faster runs now with these plated, carbon plated runners? Isn't that why Nike designed their four percenters for the sub two hour marathon attempt? Weren't they designed yeah. as you know, a really superior marathon shoe. The only thing I would say is they are super cushioned and super foamy. So if you are pounding the pavement, you're not going to get much longevity out of them. Again, I have mine half a week, I think. (laughs) And I didn't keep the last pair long enough to see what the wear was like on them. But I would just imagine, like if you are... You know, if you are training a decent amount and you do want that extra just kick on the day, but then they mightn't suit everyone because they are very, like you sink into them. And like, I love that. Like I've had Hoka's in the past. I currently am running in the New Balance Vongo. So again, very cushioned shoe. I love the Brooks Adrenaline. I'm just throwing out a whole lot of shoes here, but all of them are very soft, very cushioned shoes. So if you prefer a more solid, like it's hard to describe, but a more solid feeling underfoot, then maybe they're not for you. But I would definitely, you know, have a think about it because, you know, it really depends on how quick you're going to go as well. If it's going to be the difference between you running, you know, breaking that three hour mark or breaking the four hour mark and you're kind of on the fence, then yes, they probably would make a difference. But if you don't have a specific target in mind, you're probably okay in just your normal shoe. Oh, no. Sorry, I just, my mind is going at 90 here. If you're doing marathon training as well, like I ran a 5K in them for the first time yesterday, which was fine, 5K. Even if your feet are sore, you'll get through that. For a marathon, you're not going to run in them for the first time on marathon day. You're probably going to do a few half marathons or a few um maybe a three-quarter marathon in them just to make sure they're suitable. So you're not going to get the same length of wear out of them that someone like me only doing five or 10 cases. So you need to bear that in mind as well. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, 
a running shoe used to just be a running shoe and okay one would have this extra bit of cushion and one would be one suited pronated or you know like as that was all you kind of had to think about but like anything everyone is looking for that quick fix to get faster or that quick fix to be better the shoe although it will give you that little bit extra it's not the answer to it all and as well it's no. like some of the some of these shoes are going from 220 uh, euros 250 euros to I think some of the on level runners or some of the ASICs are about 150 and they say with some of them looking at some of the research with them that they're actually only really good for that 4% difference for around 200 kilometers so you you can't really be using them especially in the training for a marathon you can't be using them all the time when you're when you're out in the park or you're just going for a run they're not a shoe that you can put junk miles into and you're kind of <laughs> everyone's like our oh, running is free and it's cheap or it's easy to do you just put on your shoes and go when you start going down the road of having a couple of different pairs for different kind of runs because some uh, carbon plate shoes are better for 5k's 10k's some are built more for marathons half marathons so now you've got this wardrobe of shoes you're like a ferrari f1 team coming in and changing we're going with the soft shoes today instead of the mediums you know like it's and it's a very expensive thing to be getting into then for that for those for those couple of minutes maybe or a couple of seconds in, in the shorter distances obviously if you're at rachel's level where you're there, the margins are minimum mm. then of course why wouldn't you put yourself on the same scale as the person because you can guarantee the person who's in front of you is probably wearing them um so at least you're even the playing field then in that kind of sense but yeah it's it's something i would definitely if you if you've been around it a long time and you're looking to just get that pb or then 100% even for the mental benefit it's it's money well spent but again if you're if you're rocking up to your couch to 5k I wouldn't be going buying them it's it's a waste of your time just stick to your regular runner that you're going to be able to use through the winter and run through muck and you know not and the same runner that you can sit in a spin bike or a roam machine you're not afraid to to kind of wreck that would, that would be my kind of impression of it and it's the impression I have I, I don't think I'll be buying one anytime soon um yeah because i'm not at that top level where it's it's going to matter to me or i'm going to lose sleep over you you say you're not that top level eric but i'm going to move on to the next question i actually don't know what this person means with this i i consider i know you well for the last what 10 11 years maybe over 11 years i know you now and this has never stood out to me but it stood out to this person on instagram and how do i get eric's eric lawless style calves (laughs) <laughs> i swear to you that what? was a legit question on the instagram and i don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing or a great thing maybe you're proud of your calves maybe we're putting up too many pictures of you in short shorts going on runs and the calves are standing out on, on, on the instagram i don't know what's going on here but that's a legit question answer however you will do we find out can we see who asked these questions oh yeah I'll send we can later. but we're not telling you well they're lucky i'm technology inept on the old instagram there so um how do you get i I don't even have good calves i'm gonna flag me so i know i really want to know who they are i'm gonna give you the boring answer because unfortunately it's genetics because i have the worst calves you could imagine so I would happily back that person up and, you know, take any advice on how to change them. <laughs> uh, I suppose. Yeah, it, it, like, it's one of those things that is off, like even bodybuilders talk about that. A lot of it's just genetics. You've got great calves, you don't like, but it's like really, 
in terms of building them, obviously runs and hills and stuff like that, but like it's like really slow work. Like people would do like 100 calf raises as fast as they can, whereas if you go the opposite way, they'll actually get a lot more out of like really slow, lower down four or five seconds and slow up for two, three, and just as much weight as they can while, while doing that would be the, the technical answer to that question. But maybe that's not what Eric, Eric Lawless style calves are all about, so I'm not too sure. I don't know. I need I need more detail on that. Like, can't you? Do you shave your legs? Oh, that could be. There, Rachel. Specifically, I think Rachel. Sorry, I my I just no. uh, I sent a picture of my calves to Rachel, and she's speechless. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't get some. <laughs> Sorry, Did you? Rachel. Sorry, right. no, I'm only winding you up, Rachel. You're all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was just saying, maybe, well, anyway, maybe it's the hairless legs that they're a fan of. Is it Could the what? The hairless legs. Do you shave your legs? Did I shave my legs? No. They're just really light now because of... Uh, although when I'm, uh, when I'm getting work done on my legs, yes, I will, because it's actually quite sore when you're getting massages done. Um, but I don't get out the old... Venus razor, I just kind of trimmed them down so it's it's a little bit easier to get calves. My, Actually, my great Christmas present idea out. there. Huh? What's that? Um, massage voucher. A great Christmas present idea. A massage voucher. Oh, yes. That is a good You know, Christmas. a sports massage voucher. Or if you really are insisting on buying someone running shoes, get them a voucher for their local running store. If you need recommendations, just ask us. We'll recommend a load of good running stores where you can get a voucher for where your significant other or your friend, whatever, can go and get gait analysis or stuff done. Well, yeah, that's just some Christmas ideas now to pop in there. Less than two weeks mm -hmm. to go. Speaking of Christmas, we did get a short question. Um, are mince pies the best endurance field? I imagine Who's don't eat them. <laughs> I think people are just in a Christmas mood with these questions. Like, and we got another one as well. Uh, how long will it be until Sean goes full full send? That's a, a correction down the word. On the trails, got rows of beard and wears only plaid shirts. I did go through a beard and plaid shirt phase, but um, <laughs> you remember from the States, I had the, the goatee and the plaid shirts and, and the, the, the red checkered shirts and all the rest. So I have, I've already gone through that stage. But I'm definitely interested in doing trails next year a lot more. I've signed up for Quest Glendalock. Um, I can't remember if I said on the podcast, or just the podcast finished, I saw uh, David Goggins put up the 4-4-48 challenge to start. That's in, true. Uh, I have seen March. that up. Yeah, so that I'm I'm definitely going to do that this year as well. Um, I know it's not exactly trails, but I'm definitely interested in the different challenges like that as opposed to um, 5k and 10k rate road racing and stuff and trying different things I didn't get into Art O'Neill which I'm crushed about uh, probably a good thing with my fitness level right now but that that's something is definitely in the bucket list I'm going to keep trying from to the rest of the year or to, uh, every year until I get in yeah the David Goggins one is something to good look forward it's kind of a it's mad though when you start looking at these events that are on early in the new year you're kind of like bringing it back to the men's boys it's like <laughs> do I have 10 or do I maybe keep it at five and be a little bit fitter in January because there's big races coming up? And so yeah, it's um, it is something to keep in when you're when you're talking about using mince pies. Or, like I'd be getting sick. Oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> but, 
Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Imagine doing the David Goggins challenge to four of you and all you could eat was mince pies for the whole thing. That would... That's a challenge in itself. Even if you weren't running, just eating four mince pies every four hours for 48 hours, that'd be disgusting. To anyway. me, mince pie belongs to something more like I'm a celebrity. I think they're just nasty anyway, personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good. I'm it, not good. Chocolate, chocolate log, and that, that's my Christmas dessert, and I'm happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be doing that and running. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, uh, I suppose uh, if you're looking for a reason, or you can look at it as mental fuel, if you're eating mince pies, then definitely get out and get running over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at the start of the podcast, uh, I think I just noticed now Rachel's very quiet here. Rachel, were you munching on a couple of mince pies to start of this podcast for breakfast? What's going on? <laughs> I don't touch them. I don't. <laughs> no, it's just not something I would ever go in and pick up and go, ooh, a mince pie. No, never. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those number hating things. I'm, I'm, I'm the same on that one. Um, you've talked about this already, Rachel, but I suppose we can kind of wrap up the podcast and this one would be... Um, Running Christmas presents, I suppose, are not running things. Maybe there's something that one of you guys have used throughout the year that's um, any running gear, any any something you're like, oh, this this is what's really helped me throughout the year that that you would recommend to someone. Um, I'm going to start really quick on this one. This is a very old thing, but I'm gonna, a backstory on it. Um, the phone thing that goes against your arm, I'm always carrying my phone. Um, and I had an old iPhone that I carried through three, four marathons, not a bother. I got a new iPhone there back in April and I carried it in this marathon and I had it up next to my wristbands and they're a bit sweaty. A bit of sweat got into the phone and I need to get a new phone just before Christmas. So if I was to recommend a present to anyone, it would be one of those armband things to stick a phone into because it's cost me a fair... Do you know that Apple Care do not warrant, not give you any... Uh, coverage or anything like that at all even if it's in the first year warranty if it's, there's water damage and that includes my own sweat how could they prove your own sweat though no it's I still need water damage it. no it's just water damage Once, so what happened was it happened and the phone was grand for two days later and then the thing just had an epileptic fit in front of me it just started like like violently flashing green white flashing like like but how do they know? my mind looking how at it. Think? And then I brought it to the shop. He's like, what's wrong with it? So I, I didn't tell him the first part. I held it when running. I was just like, it just went flash mad at me, which is true. And uh, they sent it away and they said, yeah, no, water damage is going to cost like 550 quid to fix. It's like, well, what with the first one year warranty? And they're like, um, yeah, no, that doesn't count with Apple with, um, with water damage. And I was like, oh. they're like, they have insurance. And like, that would be the smart thing to do. Yeah. But their phones are supposed to be water resistant. Because... Water, yeah, but like they're barely water resistant. <laughs> like this bit of sweat, that was well, it. Like, no. Funny story. So two weeks ago, maybe, we had absolutely crap weather here in Melbourne. Like it just pissed rain. Delighted and I didn't have pockets in my shorts. So I just threw the phone into the band, the waistband of my shorts. And then I made a dash from the doorway to the car, which was maybe seven, eight meters. And just as I got to the car, and I hear this thud? And next thing I saw my phone fall off the curb onto the road. But the road was, I'd say, half a foot of water. So the phone just disappeared oh, in front of my eyes. Oh. <laughs> so I was there. It took me a second to realize that, like, my phone just disappeared. Snatched it back out straight away. And, you know, it was fine. But when I went to charge it, 
I kept getting this message saying, water in the charging duct, please disconnect charger, um, allow to dry. This could take a few hours. So I was freaking out going, shit, 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 like it's not charging. Mm. So I just left it a few hours, stuck it in rice. And yeah, it's been fine ever since. Like, touch wood, don't want to jinx it. Yeah. But oh, yeah. the heartache when it just falls into a puddle in front of your eyes. I never got the notification. Steam but that just proves. Inside and nothing was wrong that way. And I just, no notification anything's wrong with it. Charge is the worst thing you do as water damage. And then there was a lot of Google and told me yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Two days later, the thing just happened. Let me fit. And that was the end of it. I hit a couple of smacks to be grand. So right for- seconds, then gone. So Eric, you're not, and Rachel, Rachel you're not does. getting any Christmas presents off me this year. I had to go out and buy a whole new phone because, yeah. <laughs> Rachel drops her phone in a foot of water and it works. Just shows you how much Sean was actually sweating during that night. <laughs> it's kind of disgusting when you think about it. <laughs> On that image. <laughs> we can't wrap up the podcast um, in that. So I suppose any other tips no, or any other Christmas presents? Are... Ones. I've, got a, go, I've got a few good ones. I've got my top tips for presents. Top tips for presents. Don't buy a fucking Fitbit. That's number one. If you're going to buy a watch for someone, stay away from Fitbit. It's the right. biggest gimmick and a great marketing scheme. But stay away from Fitbits. Even go with an Apple Watch. Garmin's. Rachel, what's that new one you got? You stepped away from Garmin. I have a chorus. So it has all the features of Garmin, half the price. The battery life is insane i maybe charge it once every three weeks if even and that's with full gps use actually dara who we did the barrow way run with mm-hmm. he's the one who recommended it for me so absolute shout out to dara for the recommendation i have not looked back since getting it i think i paid 300 euro for a watch that does like it has triathlon mode it has heart rate in the water that's something garmin doesn't do it doesn't read your heart rate when you're swimming this watch does so i think yeah 300 euro it was a steal so that is my pick a chorus c-o-r-o-s chorus so that's in terms of watches great one if you've got a garmin watch you want more accurate heart rate and the water you need to get the garmin try heart rate monitor it which again is a hundred and something euro I know, I know, but sure, I went with the watch, so I'm in. It's the same when you buy an Apple product, you're you're in the ecosystem. So if you've gone that far, you might as well keep going. So let's um, let's not talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Garmin, the Garmin Try Heart Rate Monitor. It's not really compatible with the iPad and the the Swift, which is a really annoying thing. But you have to get the Ant Plus Ant Plus or whatever to connect it in. So that's oh, something I'm going to yeah. work on as well for the new year. However, with the watch, I've used it rolling, I've used it lifting weights, I've used it on the runs and my heart rate, I, I actually feel like it's slightly more accurate as well. I'm not getting the same bugs where you're sprinting and your watch hasn't quite caught up with you because the weather is cold or, you know, it, it's just not reading it correctly. But it is a great add on, especially if you're going into heart rate training or doing any long distance. Really, really good bite. Last things as well. So, Sean, you've gone with the arm. We've gone with the watches with Chorus, Garmin, don't buy Fitbit, dog shit. And the last thing is winter wear. You can never have too many running hats because you sweat profusely into the hats. So definitely go to the Decathlon or go online, pick up little gimmicks, little uh, snooty scarves. 
or little hats. Um, they're always a great stocking filler and always a good one. You can even pick up little protein bars or something as a nice little gimmick. It, it's just something to, especially if you've got a Chris Kindle and you know your limit is 20 euro and what will I get them? Always go with something like a hat or a little snood they're always a couple of euros and you can get multiple different colours and whatever else and it's just nice little gifts um, they'd be my stocking fillers as well so after that once you start if going you have, down that road if you have me I don't want those stocking fillers <laughs> yeah unless you're buying for someone like Rachel who it's already has summer. everything <laughs> no but it's my summer yeah, I just can't get into the Christmas spirit like not when yeah. it's 20 degrees outside um, no, but if you're expecting to yeah, my heart pumps pissed me there, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> no, my second recommendation is like I hate the the bands for the arms, like for your phones. Mm-hmm. But I bought a belt for like a tenner in Decathlon one day, and I love it because I throw my phone into it, I throw my keys into it, you just throw everything into it, and it's a nice small one, so it's a very small pouch that just sits nice and flush against my waist and you don't even notice it's there. So there we so, have it. If you Brilliant. just want and, and that's it. Not one of you has recommended a running book or anything like that after a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Manual With that said. <laughs> I have read all three of her recommendations now though and I do highly recommend them. So you can listen back, check the Instagram post, um, Born to Run, Why We Swim. And I can't think of the third one off the top of my head, but I know I've read all three. Oh, yeah. Dina Castor's um, autobiography. So there you go. Get them onto the Christmas list as well, Johnny. Yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll stick with David Goggins. Read that again. Um, that's it from the three of us, guys. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah that's it so we've got one more episode coming next week and then that'll be us then for the, the rest of the year so uh, we'll talk to you next week to myself Eric and Rachel take care bye bye